As interior designers, running our own studio, time management is crucial to ensure that we're meeting deadlines, maintaining quality, and running our business effectively. Today, I'm sharing some tips on how to organize your time. On the business of beautiful spaces, let's talk time management for interior designers. Welcome to the business of beautiful spaces. I'm your host, Laura Thornton, Principal of Thornton Design. I'm beyond thrilled to bring you this podcast where I am going to share over 25 years of experience in the interior design industry. As an experienced interior designer, I understand the challenges of running a successful business while also creating beautiful and functional spaces for our clients. Throughout my career, I've worked closely with trades and other professionals to bring my clients' vision to life. And along the way, I've learned a thing or two about balancing that creativity and practicality while running a business. In this podcast, I aim to share my knowledge, my insight with you, other designers, covering all the aspects of the interior design industry, from the creative process to the business side of things, from selecting the right materials to managing budgets and timelines. I am going to share all the tips and tricks that I have learned over the years to help you run a successful interior design business. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out in this industry, this podcast will be for you. I'm looking forward to sharing my experience with you, answering your questions, and helping you navigate the exciting world of interior design. So let's get started on the business of beautiful spaces and explore the art of creating beautiful and functional spaces while running a successful business. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast called The Business of Beautiful Spaces. I'm excited to share with you today some time management uh, tricks and tips that we have found super successful at our studio at Thornton Design, located in Kleinberg, Ontario. My name is Laura Thornton, and I have been running Thornton Design for over 20 years. So let's get started. Let's talk about time management. So the first thing is communication. Effective communication skills are important for working with our colleagues, with our clients and our vendors. This includes listening actively, expressing ideas clearly and using appropriate written and verbal communication styles that makes everything very clear. By having clear communication within all aspects of our business, it'll ensure that we are optimizing our efficiency, which always results in be, results in being most effective. So you can optimize in multiple ways. In our studio, we do this by using templates for every step of our process. So everyone on our team can follow the required steps of, of each phase. And also we have worksheets that really help us along our journey with each project. We use these for every step. We use them for our custom furniture items, etc. We also use multiple software in our studio that helps with organization. First one being a program called Design Docs. It is an interior design cloud-based platform. Design Docs is a total project management and online accounting solution for interior designers. Also, it can manage your projects and your finances in that one system, saving you time and money. It also includes product tracking and tools to make procurement easier. Yes, there is a monthly fee, but at the end of the day, 
This program has really saved us time, especially in order tracking and procurement. It's a real easy tool. Every time you know exactly the fabric you chose, the elements you chose, it'll generate purchase orders for you. It'll generate profit and loss statements for you. So I am not a sales rep for Design Docs. I just know that it has really been a tool in our studio to save us time. So I really think it's something that uh, other designers might want to look into. There are multiple different programs like Design Docs to choose from, but just know that ultimately it did save us time. So for the amount that it costs us per month has really benefited our office. The second one is Asana. It's an app software that we use in our team to assign and track project tasks along with inner office communications, and it is broken down by project. Uh, Again, you can do a monthly fee. There is also a free version of it to at least get your feet wet and see if you like it. But at the end of the day, it has been a great time management tool in our office. Client binders. We have a binder for every project, doesn't matter size, doesn't matter scale, for every project slash client in our office has a binder. That binder will have the same dividers within it that coincide with the way our filing system is by our clients in our computer. So if you're looking for a hard copy or you're looking for a contract or you're looking for a set of drawings, there is also the binder that you can reference so you're not doing a deep dive looking for a file or something that you can't find it's right there at your fingertips also been a great time management tool in our office Uh, another one is monday morning meetings with our team to review current projects assigning any new tasks that have come in throughout the week by sitting down on monday morning and reviewing everything that needs to get done that week everybody gets on the same page and to be honest even before i had a team this is what i did When I was a solo working from home at a home office, I sat down Monday morning and I would review everything that had to get done for that week so that that was the first priority to get finished before moving on to anything new. So those are our first little tools that we use in our office. A second item would be prioritizing our tasks. So I do start each day with creating a to-do list. I prioritize tasks based on their urgency and importance. I focus on completing those most crucial tasks first. Uh, Any meeting deadlines, responding to urgent client requests, managing any financial issues or finances within the office, example, uh, a change order or an invoice that needs to go out or something that needs to get paid. I also keep a running to-do list that is updated every Friday. Before I leave the office, I review it so that when I come in on Monday, That list is ready for myself and for our team to review at our top line meeting. It is always printed. I leave it next to my computer. I actually, um, I do have a big computer. I have a 27 inch Mac just because I'm getting old and blind at the same time. So I really find this big computer super helpful. And on good old Amazon, I did buy these clear attachments that go on each side of my monitor. And they have a clip at the top and they also are a dry erase. So that clip on the one side, on my right hand side, I do have a printed to-do list at all times. And on the left hand side, I will use it as a a tool to stick my sticky notes or reminders for myself. Or if if I'm on the phone or I'm doing something and a team member needs to get my attention, 
or needs to tell me something, that's where they will also put it. So I do find that that list sitting by my desk, even though it's in the computer and anybody can look it up at any time and see it, by having it sit by my monitor, everybody in the office can also reference it. They also see what's going on. I can quickly grab it and add to it. If I'm on the phone or if an email comes in, I don't have to open anything up. I can quickly add to that list. And then on Friday, I just update it and add those items into and onto my list. So I found that keeping it there means that also if anybody is trying to figure out what needs to get done in the office, it it is very easy to walk over and look at it because there is always something to do at a studio. There is always something that can be done. Literally, there is always something. So I should never be asked, what can I do? What do you need me to do? There is always something. In addition to project tasks on this list, I do add other items onto it too, like running things that need to get done in the office. Or if I have a, a, a moment where I think of something really clever, or I think it's really clever. Um, and I think that would be a really great asset in this studio, I will add that on there. For example, I come up with a new worksheet or a template or something that I think that might help us be more efficient. I'll immediately write it on those pages um, so that I don't forget. And also that maybe I can verbalize it at some point and you know, if a couple of weeks go by, somebody might be able to say to me, hey, whatever happened to you, we talked about that checklist, are we going to implement it? And at that point, we can have the discussion if we all think that it's going to be beneficial to us or not. So uh, another thing that you can do is create a schedule. Set aside specific times of a day or a week for tasks that require your undivided attention such as it might be drafting plans, it might be client meeting notes or something to do with marketing, create a schedule and stick to it to ensure that you have enough time to complete everything on your to-do list. As example, I have a day of the week for all my bigger items. So like I mentioned, Monday is our top line meetings. Tuesday, I set aside time to do Zoom calls if needed, any consultations, any cold calls, any discovery calls. I also make sure that eight o'clock on Tuesday mornings is our podcast recordings. Wednesday, our site visits or any out of office tasks. If I'm already on the road and I'm at sites, I might as well stop in at a tile store that we need something for or, you know, a pickup at who knows lighting or something. If there's something that needs to get done while I'm on the road, or if somebody's on the road in our office, we add it on to that Wednesday day. Uh, Thursday is all our site emails. So on Thursdays, after going on sites on Wednesdays, we write an update to all of our clients on every project so that they know what's currently happening at the site. And sometimes it's a, hi, how are you? Everything's great. We're running on schedule. There isn't really anything to update. But it definitely makes a difference that they know that that we are on it and that we know where we're at with that project. Friday is payroll, collecting hours, tracking, logging against our projected totals. The first Friday of every month uh, is accounting. I devote the whole morning to accounting. So if I don't need it, great. But if I do, then I have it. Uh, That includes invoices or any other finances. The first Saturday of every month is social media organization where we use our Planoly app and we figure out all the things that need to go into it. 
uh, any themes that we want to have within our social media, anything we want to teach our clients via social media. The second Saturday of every month is the uh, Business of Beautiful Spaces planning, any question prep, requesting interviews with people. The last Saturday of every month is reviewing all the analytics for all of our social media, Um, the Google analytics, any ads that we have run. We review to see if our track, if we are tracking with our, um, you know, the, the demographics that work for us and who our ideal client is. So by having certain days and certain times, it really does mean that it gets done. So that was a big lesson for me. I used to always just like randomly pick and, you know, maybe a month would go by and I hadn't done invoicing or then all of a sudden it's two months and I'm afraid to send that big invoice to to our clients because now I let it go for two months. And so you shave off a few hours. And anyway, long story short, by assigning it once a month, you know, it gets done. Then it doesn't feel like such a gross task at the same time. It hasn't gotten so outrageously large in your head that, you know, you feel like you need more time to do it. If it's accounted for every month and you know you have to leave that blocked in your calendar and to not book any meetings, then it always gets done. So I'm, I'm no longer saying to myself, too, that I don't have that time. And I'm no longer thinking about these tasks when I'm trying to unwind and get ready to go to bed and I'm running a constant list in my head. By knowing that these tasks are assigned for, I've literally stopped thinking about them. They are no longer on my radar because they get done. The other thing is, um, for me, too, is, you know, by having these, because, I mean, these are tasks that are not part of our design phases and our steps. So we have all these processes set in for all of those items that go with a project. It just felt that I needed to have some type of process that went along with all the extra items that are not design related. And so that was the what what we came up with. It seems to work great for me. I've been doing this for probably about 10 to probably 10, even maybe longer than that, 12 years. And like I said, at the end of the day, it really helps me go to bed easier when I know that those tasks are going to get, they're going to happen. It is going to get done. Another thing to consider is outsourcing. You can outsource tasks such as administrative work, bookkeeping, or an accountant. I know it's really hard to let go of the things that we've always been able to do for ourselves and our business. But as your business grows and as you get busier and the projects get bigger and then your team starts to grow, you might want to look into outsourcing at least an accountant who can ensure that you're maximizing your profits, minimizing your taxes. Let's face it, we all don't want to have to give our money away to taxes. Paying your team properly, uh, not meaning hourly, I just mean they have to take off the taxes and the vacation pay and then there's the pay of the stat holidays. Like there's a lot of logistics in there that you would never want to muck up for your team. You would want that done properly. Plus they will also figure out all your corporate taxes and your HST and if you have to pay your monthly filings for your staff. And it was a little scary at first to let go of something that I felt like I could do. I didn't feel the need to have to pay somebody to do it. But it was also worrying, like worrisome to me to now have this monthly payment that needed to get paid before I was able to take money home. So it was one of those things where I took a lot longer to jump and to take that step into hiring an accountant to look after that end of the business because I wasn't 100% comfortable with having to pay somebody monthly to do it. And at the end of the day, once I did, uh, I felt silly for not doing it sooner, to be honest. 
it definitely freed up a lot of time because as much as we know we can do it, they can do it faster. Just like we can plan a room faster, just like we can draw a space faster, just like we can pull together fabrics and tiles and grout and paint and fabrics and all the beautiful things, they can do it faster. So at the end of the day, the monthly bill that I pay for our accounting firm to run all of this for me is less than two hours of design time. That's right, two hours. So now for all those tasks that they do, it would take me longer. It makes more sense to let the expert do that on their end, and I'll be the expert interior design on my end. So I do ask my clients to trust me. I do ask my clients, you know, to, to trust in the fact that we are experts. So I have to let go of that myself and give that to the accountant. And I know as interior designers, we tend to be overachieving perfectionists, but you'll enjoy the added time in your week and that one less thing to have to worry about at the end of the month when they have your back. So we have outsourced also base drawing packages in the past um, when we had to. And we only do that when we have too much going on in our studio and there's not enough hours to get it done. But again, the value that we gain from that, um, the clients still pay for the service, but we don't have to now allot that time to do it. And we don't have to allot for the office time once the drawings, once we've done the um, the site visit and done all the dimensions, then we don't have to allot the time when we get back into studio to redraw all of those. It was all done for us. And within a week, it's back in our office. And now we can just dive in and start getting to the design phase. So we have found that that has been also a really big time management um, tool for our studio when needed. We don't do it all the time, but it definitely is a, a big one for us when needed. Also, social media management to free up your time and focus on the business, just like the accountant, same premise. This is a full-time job. <laughs> it's a full-time job trying to come up with all the good things that we want to share and all the photographs that we want our clients to see. And it does take time, even just sitting down, like I said, on the first Saturday of every month, sit down and pull all the photos and everything that you want to do for the month and forward off to somebody else is about three or four hours of time. So if you imagine it took you that just to pull together one element of it, how long is it taking them to pull a whole month's worth of social media together? So something to consider if you are finding that your time is starting to become less and less, these are tasks that you could give up and pass on to somebody else. Of course, there's a fee that's associated with them. And it's a big varying scale with social media. There are lots of um, different avenues to take and lots of different price points. And you'll have to see what, what you're comfortable with. But as we know, it's a really important tool to be able to showcase our work. So I would say there's definitely some value in that. There is also uh, time management tools that utilize time management tools um, in our calendar apps, in our project management software, in our task management apps to keep track of deadlines, set reminders, and manage your schedule more effectively. I am a big advocate of my calendar. I always have been. I only recently stopped carrying a day runner. Uh-huh. You heard that correctly. And I still do have a um, custom made every year 
big old three ring binder style day runner full page per day because my writing is enormous, but also because I like to see things in writing. So as much as my phone, and I love that the phone calendar syncs up with my laptop calendar with my um, desk calendar, like when I'm at my desk, it's a full computer. I love that all of these things sync together and that I can see what's going on in a day but I really prefer to see what's going on in a week or in a month. And so I do love to see it in writing for me. Um, But I do think having the ability even on on our phones and like I said, on our laptops that we can color coordinate our calendars. So everybody in our office has their own color when I open up uh, um, my iCal in my laptop or on my desktop, I can see that on whatever day, let's say today, that Emma in our office has X, Y, and Z going on. And Samantha in our office has A, B, and C happening. And I have meetings at this time, that time, and you know, and later in the day. I can basically get a handle on everybody's day really quickly just based on color. And then we do all of our calendar insertions and anything we do with appointments it starts off with the client name so for example tomorrow morning 8 a.m it'll say abc and that would be our client name or just say miss you know smith dash and then whatever whatever it is whether it's a site visit where it's a phone call where we have delivery whatever it is we start off with our project uh, resident's last name. That way we know what it's referring to before we even have to open it up. So if there's so many things going on in that calendar and you know how it all gets squished up, we can at least get a handle really quickly on where people are going to be or what's happening at a site that day. So I really do love all the tools that do come with iCal in our calendars. And I know Google Calendar is the same, even though I still like to see it written out. <laughs> I do think the calendars are, are amazing what they can do for us right now and help with our organization. So for years and years and years, I would show up with a massive list of all the clients and every single item I had to get at every store so I could go out once or twice maybe in a week and do all my samples and everything at one time. And after a few years, I realized I wasn't being as efficient as I thought because I was kind of not focused on the one project. I was focused on like five at a time. I get back and I was like, I really don't love this. And then I'd have to go back out again. And I'd kind of have to pick a few more things. And finally, it came to the point where I was like, I'm just going to focus on that one project and get everything selected for that one project and get it done. If I still have time that day, and I'm in the same area, then I'll start on project number two and I'll go back again. And I just found that I was actually wrapping up two projects, maybe even sometimes three, if there was like a small bathroom in there, that I could get three projects done in one day that way versus, you know, trying to do a whole bunch in one store and then going to the next one a whole. I just found it to pick one, less multitasking, pick that one, get it all done, and then move on to the next one was far more efficient than I think I ever would have thought because I thought I was being amazing with being all this multitask abilities, but it really wasn't. So uh, I would say pick one project, finish it, move on to the next. The other thing is throughout your day, we are heavily scheduled. Look how many items I just talked about and none of that was design, none of it. So I think the key to, because sometimes I find I might be sitting at my desk for 12 hours And I might have left once to skip to the loo, but otherwise I didn't take a break. I didn't even like get up to have water and that's not great. 
So the more often I can schedule a little break and I just have a little alarm on my iWatch that will say, you know what, just get up, just get up. I'll walk around the building. Maybe I can walk outside for a minute. Maybe I'll just walk around the office to kind of warm up because when we sit, we get cold. I just take a couple of breaks, maybe make a cup of tea just so that you can recharge disconnect for that second, come back and your focus is so much more um, direct. This way, we're just taking a few beats for ourselves, And that, you know, again, when I worked at the house, when I worked from home, I think it was a little easier because once I'd go downstairs, I'd make some lunch while I was making some lunch, I might run some laundry. So within 30 minutes, you might have done a few tasks before you went back up or for me, my office was upstairs. So before I went back up for uh, more work, but in a studio, we really don't get out as much. So maybe program within your day, just a 10, 15 minute break, so that you get to recharge yourself. I really hope some of these tasks helped you out with your time management. Give them a try and let me know what you come up with and what works and what doesn't. Thanks for listening. See you next week.